Hello and welcome to another episode of the Speak the Truth podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tardio, and today's episode is being sponsored by Every Plate. Now, in today's video, we're going to be going over a situation that went down inside the Gaza Strip that the Young Turks reported on. Now, if you're asking yourself, who is this guy that just thinks he can go out and question the Young Turks? Well, I've got about 16 years of military experience in both the infantry and in the special forces as a Green Beret, and I've got right around four years in actual combat against a terrorist organization. So believe me, I understand how these guys operate. Now, the Young Turks have over 5 million subscribers on YouTube, and they project themselves to be a legitimate news agency spewing propaganda across YouTube. Well, today we're going to debunk some of the things that they put in one of their most recent videos. Now, the video that we're going to be going over today is titled Israeli Forces Kill Displaced Palestinians Sheltering in UN Building. The bombardment is unfolding them in every single corner of the city of Khan Yunis. We have been seeing within the past 24 hours and also within the past couple of days that the Israeli military is trying to take full control over the city there. But this time the military attacks had been reached to evacuation centers. We are talking about today one of the United Nations run facilities, which is a training center which had been turned within the days of the war into an evacuation center for thousands of people in the city of Khan Yunis today had been bombardment. What does the IDF consider not a Hamas command center or training center? Like, is a there lot. a single building in the Gaza Strip that the IDF uh, doesn't use that justification to bomb? Now, today, yeah. a United Nations training center that had been housing hundreds of Palestinians suffered mass casualties at the hands of the IDF as Israeli forces continue to intensify attacks in the southern Gaza city of Khan Yunis. As of right now, as we speak, it's known that nine people were killed in the. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Was housing hundreds of people. And Israel dropped a bomb on the building and it killed how many? Nine. Nine people. Nine people were killed and roughly 70 wounded. Boy, do I have a question about that number 70 along with the nine. But let's keep playing. That nine people were killed in the shelling with 75 people wounded. Here's more from the director of UNRWA explaining what allegedly happened at the UN shelter. Very interesting. So the director of UNRWA, this would be the same organization which had a massive report that got filed the other day from the United Nations Watch that details that over 3,000 employees of UNRWA are in fact Hamas sympathizers. As a matter of fact, there's only a handful of UNRWA employees inside of the Gaza Strip that are, that are from the outside world. I, I mean, like anybody. Most of UNRWA employees inside of Gaza are Palestinians, as a fact. For the last sort of 48 hours, there's been fighting in and around a training college that we run as UNRWA uh, in the western outskirts of, of Khan Yunus. Um, already in the last two days, um, there have been eight people killed in and around um, this facility. Because of crossfire, this afternoon the facility took a direct hit. It was actually on the carpentry building. Um, now, this is a building that's been housing 800 people who've been seeking shelter under a UN flag. Uh, we've got a. This was an UNRWA facility. Big surprise there. And let's talk about why for a quick sec. Real quick, if you go over to this website by UN Watch, 
Go to UN Watch. And it shows you this article. Group of 3,000 UNRWA teachers celebrates Hamas massacre and rape. Now, I've done an entire video on this before, but you can go completely down through it. And it outlines who these people are, person by person, profile by profile, and goes over all of them. This is the second report that UN Watch has actually filed on UNRWA showing specifically how they are supporting Hamas. Now, besides that report from UN Watch that details how UNRWA employees have supported Hamas, over 3,000 of them, by the way. There's also information that has been released by the IDF as well to substantiate those claims. Photos such as this one have been recovered inside of the Gaza Strip showing UNRWA ID right next to a Palestinian militant with his jihadist fighter gear. I don't know what else you want to call that with his kit. Additionally, just a few days ago, I showed a photograph of a Hamas fighter on top of a humanitarian aid truck outside of UNRWA's building. It is indisputable at this point that UNRWA is 1,000% in bed with Hamas. These facts are widely known. As a matter of fact, they're so widely known, people at the UN are actually now questioning UNRWA as to what their affiliation with Hamas is and why they were unable to figure this out on their own without other people bringing it to their attention. Just want to note, for the record, in case anyone's confused, uh, you just heard from someone who is not a member of Hamas. You just heard from someone who's the director of UNRWA, uh, someone who is attempting to provide uh, humanitarian help to innocent Palestinian civilians. But nonetheless, he suspects that around 150,000 people are trapped in this part of Khan Yunis and said that the United Nations received absolutely no warning ahead of the strike on their facility. Well, right, because it got caught in crossfire, like he just said. But how intellectually dishonest is it of her not to tell you that for the last several weeks, the IDF has been dropping leaflets all across Kanyunas, telling them that they need to flee south. Even prior to them going into the city, they let them know to get out. Now, I know you would think that this would be some gigantic burden on those people, but remember, war's coming to them. It would behoove them to get the heck out of there. Not to mention how far away is the refugee site from the center of Khan Yunus? Roughly five miles. Easily walkable within two hours. Easily. So there's no excuse for them to be sitting there in the middle of this war zone right now. None. They were warned way ahead of time. And there's actually videos of Palestinians burning the warnings from the IDF to leave the area. You know, these leaflets right here, we're back on December 1. This was posted. The IDF was warning them to get the hell out of the area or else they may be in danger and to go down south. Again, five miles away. They've had over six weeks now since these warnings have been given to leave the area. They were warned over a month ago. So again, young Turks being intellectually dishonest. Waji Ajur, who is sheltering in the facility, said that he could see tanks near the building. We are completely surrounded. There are Israeli military tanks just outside the walls of the building. Some people have shrapnel wounds from the fighting in the area and the building also sustained damage. In response to questions about the shelling, the IDF said the wider area was significant, a significant base of, oh, you guessed it, Hamas militants. Dismantling Hamas's military framework in Western Khan Yunis is the heart of the logic behind the operation, it said. 
And remember, this is in southern Gaza after they leveled northern Gaza and told Palestinian civilians to flee to the south for their safety. Not as no. You're right. They did tell them to flee south, and then they told them to keep going to get out of there. Over six weeks ago, lady. Over six weeks ago, yet you forgot to mention that. Now, yeah, they're talking about dismantling the Hamas tunnel networks. Do you know why? Because in the very same area that they are currently operating around that UN facility, they came across these tunnels. Now, these tunnels are suspected to have held hostages that were taken on October 7th. As you go through this video, what you actually end up seeing is a bunch of jail cells. You see places where people were preparing food. Again, here's one of the cells. You can see the doors right up on there. You got a toilet, you got a shower, you got a sink. They keep going, they go down and they find more. More, 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 more. Here's another jail cell that they found inside of the tunnel. Notice it's built the exact same way. Then we keep going down the hall and guess what? We have more cells. And if you keep scrubbing through the video, there's more cells. And all of this was found in the vicinity of where they're currently fighting. And yet this lady doesn't want to acknowledge that and goes, of course Hamas is in the area. Yeah, they are. They've been building up there for 20 years. They're there. Almost 40,000 of them were in the Gaza Strip when Israel invaded. Single portion of the Gaza Strip is safe for any of the civilians there, half of whom are under the age of 18 many of whom happen to be children. That's why you see an overrepresentation of children getting killed in this war. Now their main target appears to be or or could it be this? Palestinian children in the Gaza Strip carrying toy rifles participating in summer camp organized by Hamas. This comes from Al-Aqsa TV. <laughs> Or could it be because they're indoctrinating their children to be martyrs? Like you see here. You get the point. Palestinians quite literally raise their children to be martyrs. I have seen interviews of Palestinian mothers that say they are breeding their children specifically. And yes, I use the word breed, that they are breeding their children specifically to be martyrs. And so they're okay throwing themselves into the fire and not evacuating the city after they're warned to do so. Because it brings attention to the conflict. They think they're in a better place in heaven. And on top of all that, that's how they've been brainwashed since they were children. Now, their main target appears to be the area around Khan Yunus's long-standing refugee camp, which includes the Nasser and Al-Amal hospitals, and also- 
I mean, I could go on a rant about the refugee camps and how they're not, but we're just going to we're going to just debunk a ton of other stuff. Of the UN Training Center. And while the IDF says that they have been telling people at these facilities to evacuate, residents say that leaving is impossible because the IDF is blocking roads and shooting at people who are trying to flee. Making Funny, we didn't see the IDF shooting at the thousands of people they allowed to flee down to the south when they had the corridor open before Hamas started abusing it and it had to get shut down. But let's not take a professional military's word. Let's take Palestinians' word, who, by the way, are constantly known for producing false videos, constantly known for lying and making false statements, and who, by the way, also elected Hamas. Matters even more difficult is the fact that some wounded people outside can't get into the hospital for much needed medical care. This happens to be one of the hospitals that's still functioning, or these two hospitals are still partly functioning, which is so important to know because it gives you a sense of how critical these hospitals are. And it's also too dangerous for these people inside the hospital to leave, given the fact that they're attacked by the IDF when they do. I wonder why the IDF was going to the hospitals. I guess she forgot to tell you that video footage emerged, which actually shows Hamas dragging hostages to these hospitals, and they have had intel that they've been stored there. Never mind the fact that the UNRWA doctors that were at their hospitals lied. Never mind the fact that the hospital staff lied and said that they weren't there. Continue to take their word, the people who are openly lying to you. Look, here's a doctor explaining what happened to people who attempted to flee the Nasser medical complex after Israel ordered the entire neighborhood to evacuate. Many civilians returned to the hospital with severe injuries, and many of them returned seeking for shelter in the hospital. We received 120 injuries and 52 mortars. It's not just Nasser Hospital that's suffering. The Palestinian Red Cross Society, which runs the Al-Amal Hospital, said troops had blockaded its staff inside and imposed a curfew in the area, including its local headquarters, where three displaced individuals had been killed. Israel says Hamas fighters, of course, operate in and around the hospitals, blah, 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 blah. We get the point. Hamas everywhere. That's the justification for leveling the entirety of the Strip. Blah, blah, blah. How dare you fight the people that are trying to kill you? Blah, blah, blah. How dare the people that elected them into that position and support them daily have to be hungry after they're the ones that chose not to flee to the refugee camp over six weeks ago when they were warned and they were told to get the hell out of Dodge and to go south, which, by the way, is only a couple miles away. God forbid those people take responsibility for their actions. The health ministry in Gaza said Wednesday that in 24 hours, 210 people have been killed and 386 others injured due to ongoing IDF operations. So far, the US government has basically supported everything that Israel's far right government and its military has been doing. But what does America have to say about the latest UN facility shelling? Like a complete and utter coward, U.S. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby declined to weigh in on reports of a mass casualty event at a United Nations shelter in Khan Yunis, but said Israeli forces have taken steps to transition their operations, including moving toward more targeted operations. Weird, I wonder why John Kirby would hold off on making a statement as to what 
happened with a mass casualty incident at the hospital. It's almost like, have we heard of this before? Well, lady, maybe it's because all the way back in October, Gaza's health ministry claimed that hundreds were killed in an IDF airstrike on a hospital. And we now know that's false. As a matter of fact, we knew that night it was false based on footage that was broadcasted of Al Jazeera of a Hamas rocket that malfunctioned and slammed into the parking lot. Didn't even kill that many people. But it was Hamas's fault. So maybe he's using his brain and waiting till more information comes out. Oh, they're targeted all right at refugees and injured civilians. Or maybe he's referring to the targeted killing of a Palestinian as he was carrying a white flag. British outlet ITV News filmed the moment an unarmed Gazan was shot and killed while standing with a group of men. Let's watch. Oh, are we gonna debunk that here in just a second? Now it's odd to believe that this has been going on since October and it's already January of 2024. And I don't know about you, but I've been very, very busy lately myself, just trying to keep up with everything that's happening in the conflict. And that is why I count on every plate to make my meal times easier without compromising on any quality. Every plate recipes include the highest quality ingredients. They have sustainability sourced seafood that meets the Monterey Bay Aquarium seafood rankings. So you know that your meals will be fresh and flavorful. Do me a favor, in 2024, I want you to resolve to stop stressing over what is for dinner. If you're like me and you have a large family, every plate is perfect for you. Every plate provides plenty of delicious varieties with more than 25 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week. So it's easy for you to find something that's flavorful, satisfying, and that you could truthfully feed your family and feel okay about. And that includes if you're in a rush. They also have 15 minute or less meals. They also have feel good food and big batch faves. And you can add even more delicious options to your order with over 25 convenient sides, breakfast items, lunch items, snacks, desserts, and more. Are you looking to work on your budget for your food expenses the new year? I know I walked into HEB the other day, walked out with a, a couple of plastic bags full of groceries, cost me over $150 just to get the things that my family needs. But you can save big and eat great with America's best value meal kit. Their meals are cheaper than your average fast casual meal. So ditch the takeout to save money while still enjoying fresh, satisfying meals. They're the easiest way to eat affordably. Put the money you save towards making 2024 plans. Now, I me, mean, I save time using every plate, not just by shopping at the grocery store and having being able to take out 90% of my shopping that I do, but also while cooking dinner because they have step-by-step -step instructions and it includes everything you need. If you've ever gone to make a recipe and been like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that, don't worry about it because it's in there. Now, minus your household staples like butter or eggs, everything else it comes with, including little seasoning packets that are pre-measured for your meal. I know I'm gonna take the extra money that I save with every plate and I'm gonna use it to give back to my children and their college fund. Ladies and gentlemen, get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal, plus $1 sticks for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter the code 49ROB. Your subscription must be active to qualify and redeem $1 stakes. Again, that is everyplate.com slash podcast and enter the code 49ROB. I want to give a special thanks to EveryPlate for sponsoring this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy them as much as I do. Now, let's go check out this video that this lady is talking about where civilians are massacred by the IDF. Watch. 
These pictures were filmed by a cameraman working for ITV News in Gaza. As he moved forwards towards the combat zone, he noticed this group of men doing their utmost to appear non-threatening. Now, I don't know if you guys just saw that black smoke in the background, but I want you to pay attention to it. Trying to proceed with care. They wanted to reach two other family members and get them out of harm's way. Do you have a house with 50 or 70 displaced people inside of it, but all you're concerned about is your brother? Okay, cool. The interview complete, our cameraman walked away. And then this happened. It's amazing on this video, it's actually blurred out because in the original release video, that was not blurred out. And the shot itself was actually edited out. And it showed the individual walking away before the shot was even fired. The interviewee had been shot and fatally wounded. You can see them place their flag on his chest. No, you can't because the Young Turks decided to cover it up. And in the actual video, when you see the individual get hit, what you notice is that he is wearing all black clothes and they place the white flag on his chest. And the reason they blurted it out is likely because one of the men that was with him actually, after he places the flag on his chest, stands over top of him and goes like this for a second. Presumably sprinkling blood over the white cloth. Now, why is that important? Well, because the plot cloth is placed on his chest and the amount of blood that's on it would suggest that he would have had to ball it up and shove it in the wound or something of that nature. If he got shot and he's got a hole running through him, you know, gravity takes it down. Sure, some comes out, but not that extent. Not the extent that they actually showed in the actual video. Then when they pick him up and start moving him, there's no blood marks on the ground. Zero. There is zero blood trail on the ground. There's no blood pool from where the individual was shot supposedly, laying there on the ground. There's no blood. Somehow it was enough to amass all over his chest in the white flag, and they had to put the white flag on there because he's wearing black clothes. And if he wasn't wearing black clothes, you wouldn't be able to see it. So they put the white flag on him, sprinkle blood all over it, and then expect you to believe that none of it falls on the ground. But the Young Turks does a good job just blinding everything out. As he was carried away, the white flag was turning red. So as this man was attempting to get into a building to help escort other family members out as they were evacuating, as he's waving a white flag, they decide to shoot and kill him anyway. And this lady doesn't question why that particular news reporter was able to cover that and then turn around just in time to catch it after interviewing the exact same guy that just got shot. Now that black smoke I told you about to pay attention to that's in the background. When you watch the original video, what it actually shows is them dragging him back around the corner and then putting that white flag on his stomach. Again, no blood on the chest, but they moved the bloody flag down to his stomach because they forgot to place it on his chest. But in the background, you actually see people running around, Palestinians running around freely back in the open, children, everything. And that black smoke is likely rising from a pile of burning tires. And presumably it's added there for dramatic effect in the video. But go on, lady, please tell me more. The victim was identified as 51-year-old Ramzi Abdul Salul. 
the Israeli Defense Forces, when approached by ITV News for comment, denied awareness of the incident. Questioned further, the IDF dismissed the video as clearly edited. So are they alleging that this news outlet in the UK, ITV News, is being dishonest in their reporting and editing the footage? Yes, that is quite literally what happened. You can see the video get cut. You know what, none of you guys are gonna believe me unless I show it to you. I'm just gonna do it. This group of men doing their utmost to appear non-threatening. Here's the same video. Trying to proceed with care. Of course they edited it. wanted to reach two other family members and get them out of harm's way. The interview complete, our cameraman walked away. And then this happened. Oh, weird. Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you guys see how the clip cut, right? It was like he was standing and walking away, and then magically he's laying on the ground. That's editing, lady. But you blurred it out with your camera so nobody else could see it because it doesn't fit your narrative. Now, let's take a look at the blood and stuff that I talked about. You see those guys standing over top of him right now? After he went down, again, he just got sniped. They don't appear to be in any fear whatsoever of getting shot. None. I've been shot at, and I've seen soldiers shot with other people standing around. This isn't what happens, especially when you're in fear for your life. Okay, well, maybe they have more moral standards than me. Still, what are they doing over top of his body with the white flag, putting it on top of him? What are they doing standing over him? Watch. You can see them place their flag see what he's doing? on his chest. Ah, uh, now we're carrying him away. As he was carried away, the white flag was turning red. Now, take a look at that white flag that's sitting on top of him. Does that blood look like it may have possibly just been staged to you? That maybe he just poured it on top? As a matter of fact, if you look on the left side of it, you can actually see a stream coming out to the left side. Probably from going to pour it on and taking it off. Carry him. They've killed him, yells this youth. Then suddenly, more gunfire. Okay, so more gunfire comes down. Why, if their goal was to shoot these guys, why wouldn't they shoot them while they were out in the open? Why would they wait till they're back behind cover and then send something down the street? Weird. And again, there we can see the white flag on his stomach. Now, here we go. They scream at a child telling him to... You see that? I can see three people running around the background right there. Three of them. And again, you've got burning stuff just off to the left of that building. Find cover. By this stage, the man's wife, his widow, has heard what happened. And as she rushes to the scene, she meets the party carrying away the body. Now, as the man's wife is running down the street after somebody just got shot and all of this is going on, you would think that these people wouldn't want to be around there. And yet there is that guy right in the middle of your screen leaning against the wall with his hand in his pocket, smoking a cigarette like nothing's going on. While everybody's running around in panic mode, for some reason, this guy 
doesn't care. Weird. On a makeshift stretcher. When they're satisfied they're a safe distance away, they stop. And the morning stops. Now that is the video that the Young Turks claimed was unedited, that clearly it was, and I just proved it to you. I showed it to you. They edited the crap out of that thing. And she would have seen that if they didn't blur the entire video out. Yeah, I think not. And we already know that Israeli forces shot at their own hostages as they were carrying white flags and speaking Hebrew. So the idea of them doing this again is really not far-fetched. No, lady, it is, because that was an entirely different set of circumstances. And you would know that if you've actually been to war yourself, which clearly you have been not. The IDF says they'll continue heavy operations in Khan Yunus for several more days. And that's despite the lies John Kirby spewed earlier. This is what's happening on the ground. And what's really amazing to me, what really stands out to me is how little the IDF or the Israeli government cares about at least working harder to prevent the kind of footage that we all just witnessed. The footage of a Palestinian man waving a white flag, getting shot and killed. You would think that they, I mean, you have reporters right there. You have a cameraman right there. You think they'd be smart enough, you know, to at least cover up the war crimes they're engaging in. But it is amazing that they don't do that, right? It is amazing that they commit the war crimes and then they proceed to lie to us and accuse journalists of editing the tape. Okay, first of all, the Israeli Defense Force did try to prevent all of the death inside the Gaza Strip by telling the civilians months ago to get the hell out of Dodge and to go south. Again, the safe zone, their refugee camp at the Rafah crossing. Dude, you're talking five miles away. Six at best. Even if it was 10, you could walk that in a day. But they didn't have a day. They actually had six weeks. Six to get out of there. Israel's CivCAS ratio, even if you were to count, even if you were to count and you were going to say every single death by the PHA is legitimate, and you were to take Israel's ratio or Israel's estimated enemy killed in action and put it up against the CivCAS ratio, they're doing better than any Western force in history inside of a populated area. Not to mention that the Gaza Strip is one of the most densely populated places on Earth. And yet they have a lower CivCAS ratio than we did when we were inside of Iraq. Funny she forgets to mention that. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the general public in the United States or the UK thinks about all this, whether or not they think the war is justified, they don't care. The only thing that matters is that the governments of these two countries continue to support Israel regardless of what it does. And that is certainly what we're experiencing here in the United States and in the UK. It's just so shameful, so embarrassing. You know, you can be in support. You know what's shameful and embarrassing? A reporter reporting on war that doesn't know the first dang thing about war. And also cannot be intellectually honest saying that the videos were edited because you can clearly see the posted video edited. She doesn't want to admit to that because it takes away from her narrative. So as she's accusing everybody of lying, she is quite literally sitting in front of you lying through her teeth. Of Israel going after Hamas while acknowledging that what is being carried out in the Gaza Strip 
which has led to incredibly high, an incredibly high civilian death toll is wrong. And the military operations that have been carried out, you can acknowledge that war crimes have been committed while still being in favor of Israel protecting its civilians or going after Hamas, which of course has leadership not in the Gaza Strip, but in other countries like Lebanon and Qatar. This is an absolute bloodbath. And honestly, I, I, I used to use the phrase indiscriminate bombing or indiscriminate attacks. The IDF is carrying out in, in the Gaza Strip. But no, I think some of these attacks are actually targeted attacks. How do you shoot and kill an obvious Palestinian civilian man waving a white flag? Well, I think that's pretty clear, lady. He didn't. And if you had done some journalistic research, you would have discovered that. That was a targeted shooting. No, it wasn't. IDF snipers shot and killed that man as he was just hopeful that he could get to the building to retrieve other family members for evacuation. Again, another assumption. Nowhere in the video, absolutely nowhere, do you see any IDF troops anywhere. Nowhere. It is an assumption. If that was, in fact, a real video that the IDF actually pulled the trigger on it, because it's not like Hamas has been known to shoot at the civilians to keep them from evacuating. Oh, wait. Yes, they have. That's what happened. No, it's not. <sighs> All right. Look, we're going to move on to something entirely different. So shameful what the United States is complicit in. Disgusting. Not, not no, lady, you know what's so shameful is that you are pandering to a particular crowd to get views, likes, and watches in order to generate money. That's what's shameful. That's what's embarrassing. I want to thank all of you guys for sitting here and watching this awesome episode of the Speak the Truth podcast. I look forward to doing more of these videos. Like if you enjoyed it, please leave a comment in the comment section down below. Don't forget to check out every plate the sponsor for today's episode. Peace, love, happiness, God bless. I'm out.